Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Asia-Pacific stocks are trading mixed this morning, with Korea leading the way up by 0.49%. Australia is also up by 0.3%, and Japan is underwater, down 0.45%. Now, overnight on Wall Street, the S&P 500 and Nasdaq Composite closed lower for a third straight session, as traders struggled to recover from sharp losses suffered in the previous session. Now, the Nasdaq Composite shed 0.59% to close in at 10,983 points. The S&P 500 lost 0.16%, ending the day at 3,957 points. Now on the upside, the Dow Jones Industrial Average notched a marginal gain and they closed up higher by 0.01% at 33,852 points. Now markets all across the board largely failed to reverse the course from the steep and broad losses from Monday after protests in mainland China against the country's zero-COVID policy started over the weekend. Now the protests elevated concerns over the potential for Chinese COVID protocols that could once again hamper global supply chains. And looking ahead for today, investors will be closely monitoring economic data that's coming out later in the week and this includes the JOLTS job openings that will be released later today and the Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell's scheduled speech at the Hutchins Centre on Fiscal and Monetary Policy and that would give clues into whether the central bank will slow or stop the interest rate hikes. We'll also be watching out for the November payrolls that will be released this Friday for insight into how the economy is performing. So now let's bring in Ryan Huang to discuss the latest headlines. Good morning, Ryan. How are you doing this morning? Morning, Dan. Doing awesome. How are you? Not too bad myself. It's been great uh, hosting this with you. Now, first up on the list, we've got Foxconn making news again. And they are stepping up efforts to entice angry workers in China to return as Apple faces a supply crunch. Now, Ryan, what can you tell us about this latest set of big bonuses? Yeah, I guess the context here is they've got a lot of trouble finding headcount. And in this case people to work at these factories with what's playing out with the COVID-19 restrictions, the unhappiness. So you've seen in the past few days, many employees walking out of these Chinese factories. So Foxconn, of course, a huge manufacturer for iPhones, is under pressure to deliver on those contracts and is now offering big bonuses to entice these workers to come back. And this is in the form of, for example, $1,800 bonuses. It's also going to be giving a $70 payment to those coming back on a daily basis. So that is all part of, I guess, increased cost pressures for some of these Chinese factories that may be passed on in time to come mm. to consumers because it is going to be eating up their margins. Right. And would that be a sustainable effort? It might be something they have to do for the foreseeable future because mm. right now, based on the reports on the type of protests we've been seeing on the streets, it does not look very likely that we will see many of these workers return because we are seeing, for example, images of clashes between these employees and security forces. Right. And there's been a lot of unhappiness with how tight some of these restrictions are. Uh, going by the latest reports, it looks like restrictions have now pivoted to a more targeted approach. So instead of a blanket restriction across the city, you have buildings being shuttered as officials try to look at hotspots and where potential trouble might be when it comes to COVID-19 cases. So some factory buildings are being shuttered while some are being opened. So that's the type of um, approach now 
that seems to be, if you're optimistic, paving the way for reopening efforts in time to come. Then on that note as well, can you share with us what's happening on the current situation in China today? And I see they're stepping up their vaccination program as well. Yeah, so there are some bright spots when it comes to the prospects of reopening because Mm. for quite some time, there have been critics about China's approach towards vaccination that they have not done enough to push vaccination rates. But this time, it looks like they are stepping up their vaccination program, particularly for the elderly population, those above 80 years old. And going by the latest rates in terms of vaccination, that segment is now at over 60%. Earlier in the month, it was at around 40%. So Mm. that's a huge step up. Still not as high as places like in the US or Singapore, but it is some progress. And that is giving some confidence that perhaps with the population being more um, vaccinated and resilient towards potential strains, that will go some way to giving authorities the confidence to start looking at more measures to to lift and to reopen the economy in time to come. Right, and that's certainly some good news for us and that's what we will be watching out for in the weeks to come. Now, moving on, let's stick to China and looks like we've got a new partnership. Tesla, Rival, Neo and Giant Tencent will be partnering to work on self-driving tech. Now, can you tell us more about what this new partnership is about and why has Tencent, who is a gaming social media and cloud computing titan decided to take on this agreement. Yeah, it's a very interesting partnership. So Neo, the EV maker, plus tech giant Tencent. So for Tencent, it gives them a way in into what's going to be a very lucrative industry. Mm. So this gives them the opportunity to invest as well as reap the benefits of its investments. And for Neo, it gets the backing of a tech giant. So I'm looking at a couple of synergies here. So they are already talking about how Tencent will give the technology in the form of data processing, mapping systems, cloud computing infrastructure uh, for data storage, as well as training for autonomous driving. So that's going to help the driverless ambitions for NEO when it comes to the EV space. Hmm. And I am looking at potential opportunities for them to explore as well, because you pointed out that Tencent is a huge conglomerate involving many areas, Mm. for example, social media. So maybe one day you could see the likes of Weibo being integrated into the cars. And you have also Tencent Music, Tencent Video. So those entertainment systems could also be one day part of the Neo car system in time to come. So that's going to be interesting to watch out for in terms of potential areas to explore. Mm -hmm. Um, For Neo, of course, it is going to get the backing of Tencent, which is going to be a big boost for clearing perhaps regulation hurdles because um, NEO has been facing some pressures and challenges when it comes to clearing some of these regulations. So maybe having another enterprise of uh, this standing could help give authorities more confidence right. um, when it comes to regulations. Yeah, and Neil, meanwhile, it's, uh, it's like what you've mentioned, they've been facing its own challenges, including widening losses and pressure on margins. That's from high material costs and supply chain issues. So then what does this mean for Tesla altogether and how much pressure? Yeah, Tesla is still one of the leaders when it comes to EV space, but mm. definitely with this type of partnership, you can expect even more intense competition. So, I would expect Tesla to have to go back to the drawing block in terms of trying to find new partnerships, maybe with Chinese partners Mm. or anything else to up their value proposition. 
Okay, now let's shift our attention out of China and on to India and the real estate unit of Indian billionaire Gautam Adani's Adani Enterprises has won the right to redevelop India's largest slump. That's Mumbai's Dharavi neighborhood with a 612 million US dollars bid. And Ryan, can you talk to us about the significance of this redevelopment project and what does this mean for the future of the world's largest slump? Yeah, if you've been to this slum, it's actually very interesting. This was actually where the movie Slum.min eh, was oh, yeah. filmed, right? Mm. So this is one of the biggest tourist attractions as well. When you go into that neighborhood, you've got a very organized area where there is a huge recycling and upcycling enterprise going on. Mm. Uh, so in that sense, it is going through a big, upgrade when it comes to the investments by Gautam Adani's Adani Enterprise. Yep. So that's going to be a huge boost for the area and maybe the surrounding areas as well. So it is expected to be a commercial and residential mixed development. So it is going to be a big renewal project and maybe it could pave the way for even more uh, such projects across India. Right, and the redevelopment of Dharavi will be the fourth project that Adani Realty will be taking on in Mumbai and the 24th across four cities. So that's something that we will be keeping an eye out on as well. Now, back at home, we are currently 12 minutes into the local trading day and yesterday, the Straits Times Index closed higher by 1.12% to end of the day at 3,276 points. Now, Ryan, how is the ESCI performing today? Okay, let's take a look at where we are for the Straits Times Index. And like you pointed out, we saw some optimism mm. in the earlier part of the day with what's been playing out with the COVID-19 approach by China. And so far in the morning, it is up 0.3% at 3,287. And across the screen on the STI constituents, we've got slightly more green than red at the top of the table, the likes of Hong Kong land up 2.7% followed by Dairy Farm in the green by 2.4% and Roma up 1.5%. At the bottom, the likes of Maple Tree Pan-Asia Commercial Trust and SC Engineering down at least 1%. So that's the picture so far on the STI constituents. All right, now we're going to play a game of up or down. And if you're a regular on this show, you'd be familiar with this game. So I'll be picking a stock or topic and you'll be guessing whether it's an up or a down. Now, Ryan, are you ready? Okay, let's go. All right, Ryan, the first on the list, Singapore Airlines. All right, Singapore Airlines is an up. So it is in the news because of a merger for its Vistara subsidiary that is in India with Air India. So it's going to be owning 25.1% of the enlarged carrier Air India for an investment of around 360 million Sing dollars. Hmm. So that is just going to give it more foothold in the Indian aviation market, which is one of the fastest growing markets for aviation. Right. And yes, that's definitely going to be up, up for me as well. And like what you said, it will likely boost its presence in India and strengthen its multi-hub strategy. And next on the list, Ryan, BRC Asia. Okay, BRC Asia is going to be an up for me. And this is with its latest earnings, second half profit rising, 81 to $50.4 million. So that's off the back of increased sales volumes and higher steel prices so far mm. this year. Then that's uh, definitely going to be an up for me as well. The company expects a low-key start to next year, followed by a more robust project activity levels amid strong local construction demand and more supportive labour conditions. Now next on the list, IHH Healthcare. 
Okay, so this is going to be a down for me for the reasons of its third quarter net profit falling 54% because of Forex losses mm. as well as the absence of some exceptional items. So that is seeing its third quarter profit at $75.6 million. Right, and that's going to be a down for me as well for IHH Healthcare. And next on the list, Jumbo Group. Okay, Jumbo is going to be an up for me. So even though it is using a net loss for its FY 2022, its revenue is rising. Hmm. It's up 41.3% on those relaxed COVID measures back home that we've been seeing in the past year. So it's seeing a bounce when it comes to sales, but... Still making a net loss of $91,000. The good news is the net loss has narrowed from last year from $11.8 million. So an up for me. Right, and Jumbo is definitely going to be up for me as well. I love my crabs. I don't think I can go away with that. So lastly on the list, Singapore EVs. Okay, Singapore EVs, I would go with up. So more people are buying EVs. And so far, they make up over 10% of new car registrations this year. So Mm. that's an encouraging sign as Singapore makes it a push towards becoming greener. Right, and perhaps we might be able to see more brands of EVs in Singapore as well. So thank you so much, Ryan, for joining us this morning. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.